Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Have you thought about implementing sleep apnea into your practice, but wonder, can it be done, how it's being done? You hear about our courses and other courses, and you say, well, wonder what the attendees are doing when they get back. I want you to introduce you to Christina Palmer this week and hear her story about how she's grown her practice, how she's reinvigorated her love for dentistry, and how sleep has been an important part of that. So stay tuned. It's a fun episode, and we know you're going to love it. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. All right, Christina, how are you doing? I am great. Thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. I do want to make a little fun of you, by the way. Okay. Uh, those earrings, Great. those earrings. I took them off. You noticed oh, that? They were, they were too just much. on. <laughs> they were just on. Are you kidding me? They're huge. I took them off. Those I was earrings, like, this is too much. Those earrings are, they're great. Are you kidding me? They must, they must my... jingle. They must jingle and make sounds everywhere you go. No, they're leather, so they don't. They're great. Oh, All my so... patients know. I have about. 25 pairs of these and my patients can't wait to see like what color I have on. Yeah. Oh, they look like they were copper or something on the, on the TV screen here. They're metallic leather. Yeah. Metallic leather. Oh, that one. Yeah. Wow. Nickelandsuede.com. They're quite lovely. No, gotta get but I took them off. Promo in there. Good for you. <laughs> that, okay. So now I got another thing I can make fun of you for real quick. Okay. Okay. I, it, it looks like you're hiding somewhere in your house to do this podcast. I, yes. I am, I'm not even in my house. I'm in Florida right now. Oh, that's right. You're spring, spring break. Yeah. I'm in, at Anna Maria Island in Florida, and this was the only quiet place I could find. It's my son's bedroom at the house we're renting. So, uh, yeah, I'm sitting on his bed and heading wow. to the beach. Yeah. That is so, – so, listen, that, that is a great segue uh, into our first topic, and probably a topic uh, most females are tired of talking about. But how, how do you balance uh, – all of this. I mean, look at you. You're you're so committed to your trade uh, that on spring break you're taking time out to talk to me for God's sake. So, uh. <laughs> well, I was excited to do this. Um, you know, it is. I think it's a challenge as a mom a little bit. The the gentleman I bought my practice from, um, you know, he had a big family, lots of kids, and I just think it is different. You know, I learned from him how he managed it, but I'm kind of having to figure it out a little bit on my own um, as a mom. Um, it's a little different than I, I think. And I don't mean that as an insult to dads because no. they do a lot too. But I, 
you know, it's, I, it's a different thing. I think I speak for the majority of dads. We don't do crap. Okay. <laughs> you do. And I have a wonderful husband. One of the things that I think makes it easier for me is I have a pretty rockin' husband who stays, um, he quit his nine to five when we were pregnant, um, with our son who is eight now. Um, so he is home. He does, you know, the school pick up, drop off, um, volunteers in the classroom and he helps with my stuff at my office too. Um, and that's been a really great, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. He's kind of got a good gig. I'm pretty jealous. We travel from ICE, you know, and he's the one that's sitting at the beach while I'm, you know, at class. I'm going to have to try to pitch that one to, to Mona, my wife, uh, to figure out how I can, uh, make that gig. So listen, let's talk a little bit about your practice. Um, so you graduated in 2005 from Marquette Dental School. Uh, you claim to be a Michigan State Spartan, despite the I fact that am. despite the fact that I haven't won anything of significance in at least solid 10, 10, 12 years. It was we won the Big Ten title outright this year, so we got. Like that. I said, anything of significance. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you, yes, I'm a I, I'm a Tar, I'm a Carolina Tar Heel fan, and they do uh, not they do not advertise how many ACC championships they won or how many ACC tourneys they won. It's all about the NCAA tournament. I know. We've been choking. The last three years, we have not done well. I will give that to you. We thought this was the year, but I'm still a Sparty. So, yeah, I'm the youngest, I'm the youngest of nine kids. Um, we all went to Michigan State, and my dad taught at Michigan. Do you guys get life. a discount? So, yeah, right? We should. God. <laughs> That's awesome. So so you graduated in 2005. What what did you do coming out of dental school? What what was your what was your goal coming out of dental school and how did you go from there in about 5 minutes? How did you go from there to where you are today? Okay. So when I graduated, I knew that I wanted to own my own practice eventually. Um either as a solo practitioner or as a partner. Um and I associated at an office um, for about a year and a half. And it was a really great learning experience because I learned a lot about maybe how I didn't want my practice to be. Um, <laughs> Did it happen to be a, uh, a large group practice or was this a uh, no, private it was practice? Not. I think it was a private practice. Um, and it was actually, you know, time has passed, and it, but it was a rough it was a patchy road when I decided to leave. Um, it was, I was planning on buying in and then that just didn't, um, it wasn't panning out. The numbers I just didn't think seemed fair. Um, and so when I left, I live, I practice in a small community, um, outside of Lansing. Um, so it's, I mean, everybody knows everybody. And when I left, it was, um, it was really challenging. Um, Patients wanted to follow me, and they were not being told where I was, and um, so it was it was tough. And it actually made me question if I wanted to continue practicing. To be honest, um, and how did you get past that? So I was really lucky. The practice that I ended up joining and eventually buying, um, he really ended up being a really great mentor for me. He was a past president of Michigan Dental Association. And just very well respected in the community and just a really 
great guy. And they are now like a third set of grandparents for um, my son. And he really, do you have I really credit his, Do you have to give up his age? I mean, he probably doesn't appreciate being called a grandparent. I know, but he is a grandpa now too. So <laughs> he now he... He, when I first started working, he would say, Christina, you don't have to tell people that I've been practicing longer than you've been alive. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, so he is no longer practicing anymore, but his son just finished dental school um, last year. And is he coming so back I really, in? He is not. He didn't want to move back to Lansing. No. Oh. Went over to Grand Rapids. But he has filled in. He subbed for me when I've been on vacation. So that's nice. That's, that's awesome. So okay, so you, you bought you bought bought him out in 2012. It sounds like correct. Yeah, I bought him out. We and I think we did it really nicely. We I worked for him as an associate for about a year, and then I bought in as a 50 percent partner for a few years, and then um, so after what was that? That was I think that was about five years. We did that. Then I bought. Um, then yeah, I the 50 percent. Okay. Yeah, percent, and then he worked for me for a couple of years, and then. So it was a really, um, trans I mean, patients didn't even really know, you know, at what point ownership changed. And I, I really retained a lot of patients that way um, and staff. So that's awesome. That worked really well. And, and describe, yeah. I, and I'm not trying to, I don't want to, uh, so just describe your practice from the day you walked in as an associate to today. Is it the same practice? Is it totally different? The, the products and services that you offer, are they, are they massively different? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Not massively. Um, I was he was a sheriff doctor, which I was at the time, you know, was pretty. It wasn't as common. It was not very common at all. So um, I, he was a Sarek doctor, so we had, we've had we had a Sarek this whole time. Um, I've upgraded a few times, but um, I offer a few more services now, but we are really a pretty nuts and bolts general dentistry practice. I mean, I'm in, my practice is in Lansing. It's strongly union, GM, um, you know, very, 
it's a a lot of working class people, so it's not super fancy. So you're um, in network. I am in network with Delta, and um, a Delta Premier provider and Blue Cross. Okay, and is Blue Cross the biggest provider there with all the GM and all of that? Delta is actually the biggest. Okay, so and Delta. then for Meta, yeah, and then. You know, but Blue Cross is very strong. Now that I'm starting to work with medical insurance, they're definitely the heavy hitter there. So it sounds to me like you're a typical bread and butter practice. You take insurance, you provide great dentistry for your, your patients. You, you know, you were fortunate that you bought into a wonderful practice, uh, that you worked your, you know, worked your tail off to, to improve. Uh, and so really what I want to talk about is uh, sleep. And, and that's something that's new, sleep apnea. Uh, not taking yep. not taking a nap, but uh, sleep apnea, uh, and that's something that's new to your practice. It is. Um, so it was actually one year ago, almost exactly, that I took your one hundred and one course. Yeah, with myself um, and Aaron. Yeah, it's more yeah. Aaron's course than me. I mean, I just I just sit around making jokes. <laughs> it was April Fool's Day. We that's, played an April. That's a, yes, you guys played a very very um, good joke on me that day. Yeah, I, I, I was not happy about that. For our, for so that our, was... for our listeners and viewers, uh, let me go through this. So, uh, so typically with Sleep 101, uh, day one is Aaron by herself, and then I'll typically show up for day two. And, uh, you know, I always, you know, being, being who I am, being a control freak, I'll always ask, you know, the attendees and Lori and, and Aaron, how did day one go? And, and they said it went well, and Lori goes, she goes, I don't know. And uh, what happened, we were getting started at 8.30 or whatever it was, and only one person showed up. And Lori goes, there was nobody at the bus. Uh, I think they were not happy with yesterday's class. And I'm freaking out and, uh, and all of that. And then Erin's just keeping a straight face back there. She goes, I don't know what happened, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, it's April Fool's joke, and everybody's hanging out downstairs in my dental practice uh, playing this joke on me. And, of course, I didn't. I didn't put two and two together. So, uh, so you came to the course last last March, April. Um, I had recently finished up um, the Dawson curriculum, um, which took a couple years to go through, and I knew that I needed kind of my next focus um, for the coming year for CE. And a friend and I decided that he had heard you at a, I think at a. Patterson, like just a little, you know, you spoke for a few minutes at a Patterson thing and Sarona thing maybe. And um, he was like, this sounds like it would be really great. And airway and sleep was something we had thought about doing. So this was, we decided this would kind of be our next, you know, course that we would go on. And um, so it was a year ago because it was, I, I was, I left your course and then I went to spring break um, down here. I met my family down here for spring break last year. So um, it was really the first, I had made a couple, like in, you know, 10 years, I'd probably made three tap appliances, um, two of which for, were for my parents that they didn't ever wear. And, <laughs> and they probably never paid you for them either, did they? No, they didn't. And I wasn't billing medical insurance, so I didn't even get pierced at all. <laughs> so I was definitely not, it was nothing that I had done regularly. Um. And so I really didn't have many, to be honest, I didn't have many expectations. I did not know if it would be something. And I came alone. So maybe backing up or going forward. One of the things I think is so great about your course is that you allow us to bring a team member. 
Uh, we don't allow you. We encourage, highly encourage yes. you to. Yes. And I didn't do it. And I um, remember thinking I was so mad at myself that I didn't have someone there. Um, but I did end up sending someone a month later. Um, and that's the other nice thing is once you come, we want you to bring it. We want you send more team members, send your hygienist, send yeah. new team members. Yeah. You know, we, we want team members to be involved. And I think what, yeah. we'll, what we'll find is we motivate your team members to look at this differently and to really implement it in your practice. And there would be no way that I would have had the success that I've had over the past year if I didn't have Shauna helping me. Um, let's define success real quick. When you say yeah. success, what, what do you mean by that? So I really feel, so we did it from a number standpoint, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, if you, so I took your course last April. I think I did not make my first appliance until June. So between June right. and December, yep, I, cause I, I sent Shauna back in May, I believe. So between June and December, we delivered 28 sleep appliances. That's um, crazy, isn't it? Which, which for me, yeah. And I was, you know, I did not expect that. And we are already now at a level where Shauna, I'm hoping in the next couple of months is going to no longer be doing hygiene and she is just going to be doing sleep in her office. No. I want to take a break for a second here, okay? okay? So I want our listeners to really hear this, okay? And I want to ask you a couple of questions on this. Uh, Christina, did okay. you market sleep services? Uh, only very minimally. I like mean, this was uh, as a practice. Correct. Yeah. I did not. I do not have. I have bigger visions for what I want to do in the future. But no, these were the low hanging fruit, as you guys call them. I mean, these were my patients in the practice that already had a problem. And I just helped them become aware of and, what we could and, do. And them. I want to go back. And I, I'm not trying to make fun of you here. Okay. But these are <laughs> patients you've been seeing for years, correct? Correct. And it never. Is, go ahead. Never knew. And I was making them NTIs and bite splints and probably making them stop breathing even more throughout the night. And I was crazy. making their problems. It's, it's and see, to me, this is what, this is what, oh, this is what drives me nuts. It's, it's, I can't yeah. get enough dentists to understand that these patients are inside your practice. And if you just yeah. empower your team members, if you get the education at a practical level, not like overly academic science, you get an implementation plan, you get a team member on board, you kick yourself out of the way and you empower your team, you will do wonderful on your existing patient base. Yeah. I mean, we have not, like I said, we have some plans to, you know, I need to, I want to kind of create a niche practice, create, come up with a different name, you know, kind of just mark to market that segment of my practice differently. Um, but we haven't even done that yet. I mean, this is just, these were all my existing patients in my practice. Um, and they were the easy ones. They were the ones that as soon as we mentioned, we could make them an appliance. They were like, oh my God, yes. Why haven't I ever heard about this before? Yeah. Um, how do you handle was, that when a patient says, how come you never mentioned this to me before? So I'm pretty honest. I tell them, you know, I'm and they know me, I'm, I'm gone at CE a lot. And so I tell them, you know, this is something that I've just recently started learning more about. And um, I use my husband as an example, because my husband is, well, he's 38 now, but 37 last year. Um, fit guy, does CrossFit. 
um, kept breaking his NTI, kept breaking his bike splint. Breaking I had the terminal. Breaking his NTI. Breaking his NTI. He broke four NTIs. We had put metal bars in the slider and um, in the uh, and the 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 anterior, you know, repositioning piece. Um, he broke it four times. And healthy guy, fit, not overweight, snored a little bit, especially like if he'd had too much to drink, you know. And I, but he'd never been screened. His he sees a really great physician. Had never mentioned it. Um, we he did the home sleep test, and he had almost severe sleep apnea. And I bet you he has uh, a pretty thick neck, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, and you he, should be able to look I, at him now and look backwards and say, these are the signs. Yeah, this well, is I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I felt stupid. I mean, it's my husband. I felt stupid. But it's a really great, for me, if I can talk honestly like that to my patients, you know, um, and I use him as an example because he's not this like, well, I think people, they get a little offended when you say apnea. They think that you're talking about this like old fat man, you know, that that's not always. <laughs> Why are you talking about me like that, Christina? That's so mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not yeah. old. I'm a little heavy, but that's all. But, no, uh, no, but so. no, that's, I mean, that's just it, right? Like patients don't realize that it could be you or me. I don't think that they understand. You know, so I use him, that's, I, I talk about my husband and his, that has sort of put me on this journey to why I'm now becoming more educated in airway and sleep. And it's, it's Shana again, right? Is, is your sleep champion? Uh, yeah. Shana, sorry, Shana. Shana. So, yeah. so let me ask you this. So Shauna sounds like she was your hygienist or is your yep. hygienist. And it's you're saying, you're saying that you're hoping she gets to a point where she'd probably be doing sleep uh, apnea treatment uh, almost full-time. Correct. Um, we, she was not a full-time hygienist. She was only working hygiene two days a week in my practice. So um, for us, if I can do five to six appliances a month, um, I can have her, I mean, that more than makes up for that her not doing hygiene and I could bring in another hygienist to work those hours. Um, isn't, that, isn't that crazy, by the way? It's crazy. My, and my friends that aren't doing it, that aren't doing sleep, think I'm nuts to pay a hygienist a hygienist wage to come in, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it pays for itself. No, it, it, and it, she's good. I mean, she is so good at what she does. She, yeah. I mean, she runs with it. I mean, I don't, I do very little, to be very honest with you. Yeah, um, I, well, I, trust me, we trained you. We, we know you should be doing yeah, very little. Yeah. You know, you should be managing it ultimately, right? You yeah, should be overseeing yeah. your patients uh, and you, yeah. should be, you should be more interactively involved with more complex cases. And hopefully you're not yeah. taking on a lot of those complex cases. But I want, I want to go back to what you just said on this hygiene thing. What does it yeah. matter what you pay your hygienist? What you should look at is a normal hygienist produces, let's call it $1,000 a day. Okay, right. that's four grand a week. That's eighteen thousand dollars a month. You know, if we're you know sixteen to eighteen thousand dollars a month. So all you got to do is say, you know what, I need my team member to produce or collect that kind of dollar amount, and that that makes it worthwhile. And then what you have is you have a team member that can help out with other team members uh, when things yep. are tight at the office. You have a team member that's focused very specifically in growing a segment of your practice, and now you have a team member that can just that will flourish and love you. I mean, in fact, I bet you your other hygienist will be jealous of her pretty soon. 
they, yeah, you know, and I, I, I had a discussion with a lot of my team about kind of making sure that we found somebody that was the right fit for this position. And I think they are, you know, most hygienists after a few years, they're maybe ready to stop scraping teeth. And Shauna was yeah. at that point. Yeah. And, and um, one, so a quick, a quick uh, uh, point to you on that is, is I tell all my team members, when we bring something back to the office, every procedure, and in our practice, we have implants as a procedure, we have sleep as a procedure, we have Invisalign as a procedure. Uh, the, there has to be a champion of each of those procedures, and it's open. It can be a hygienist, it can be a front office person, it can be an assistant, as uh, long as legal requirements are met. Uh, and I tell my team members, whoever wants it, you, you just come talk to me. You know, I, I don't mm -hmm. necessarily put it on them. I say, whoever wants it, whoever thinks they can run with it, whoever has that spirit, um, I, I'm in for them. I, I want them to kind of, uh, uh, to go with it. Yeah. And that's, you know, when I did, I, 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 Shauna was at a great place in her life. Her kids are a little bit older now. And, um, she just thought that this was, she was really excited. So, and it's worked out really, really great. And she's getting and a so great connection with the patients, isn't she? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They call, they don't ask to talk to me. I mean, if they call and they know to ask for Shauna, I mean, if they have a question about anything regarding sleep, they don't call and ask for me at all. They call and ask for her. She actually just texted me right before the call. We got a titration test back and she's so excited. Every time they come back, we took this girl from an AHI of 23 to 1.1. That's crazy. And that's awesome. Isn't it? It's so exciting. And that's the thing that I think, I did not expect to get out of this. Like I, and I told Aaron the other day, I said, I feel like I am passionate about dentistry again. And I was feeling a little burnt out and um, I'm jazzed. And I go out for drinks with my friends and all I can talk about is like airway and their kids and they're grinding their teeth and their tonsils and they think I'm nuts, but it's- Now you need art expansion. Yeah. Yes. I feel so passionate and I haven't felt that way in a really long time. And here's dentistry. what's the best part of it. The best part of it is that you're, you're creating a service that's not dependent on you. Uh, legally, yes, but not in terms of uh, actual physically. Like in other words, right. a filling, you got to do it. You got to prep the tooth. You got to do all of it. A crown, you've got to do, I mean, in the state of North Carolina, Michigan must be the same. You've got to actually take the damn impression even, you know, yeah. and it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to me that, uh, uh, that more dentists aren't uh, looking at this. So let, let's go back to a second here. What do you think were the keys for you to, to take a class and then to bring it back and actually implement it at your practice at a pretty high level? So I think, I think that I was lucky that I started right your course. And I don't say that just because I'm talking to you, but I think that you can become so deep in the medical, like in the science and the research, which is important to know. But your core, like I learned step by step what I needed to do to come back to the office and implement it. And then from there, I've taken some other courses that have, you know, gone a little deeper. But I don't, I don't think you necessarily, that's not what patients aren't going to, that's not what patients want to know. They just want to be better. Um, so for me, it was those step by step learning about medical billing and having a champion at my office. I mean, that. Without those two things, um, and I guess, and even the software that I learned about, um, we started using the DS3. I came back and I just did it. I just paid for it. We hadn't even started. I said, I'm just going to do it. 
I signed up with a medical billing service and I sent Shauna to the course. And if I wouldn't have just come back and done those three things, I think it could have taken years for me to get going. But and probably those you were the given up to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. But I, yeah, and I bought the sleep test. I bought the home sleep test when I was at your course. Yeah, so um, you know, I, I, I would uh, sum up what you're saying in almost one word, and that's commitment. Uh, you were committed and committed to succeeding with this. You were committed to the education. You were committed to making sure your team drove it. Drip, drove it. You are committed to holding them accountable. And you are committed to having the tools that were necessary to really implement this at a high level. And, and another thing I do want to point out to everybody, listen, to do sleep apnea therapy in your practice, you don't need any tools. You don't have to have cone beam. It's a wonderful tool. I'm a big proponent of cone beam. You don't have to have digital impressions. You can take analog impressions. You don't have to have a home sleep test. You can rely on your local sleep physician or third party services to do it. You don't have to have software. You can run this through your direct practice management software. It is truly a service that you can provide with almost little to no startup cost. Uh, certainly there are technologies that make things easier and better, uh, but th that's one of the awesome things about sleep is that it, it truly is a team driven process. Uh, that is also um, has a low overhead cost of getting started. Yeah, I do not have coin. I don't have, I still take old-fashioned impressions, um, and it works. Yeah, and that's, that's, and that's the other thing. I think uh, that one of the things Aaron gets, me, gets on to me about is, is that uh, I've personally branded myself as a digital dentist with my Sarah connections yeah. and my comb beam connections, but... Uh, the Sleep 101 course is for all dentists, whether they're with digital dentistry or not with digital dentistry. And Christina is a great example of one that's doing it the uh, traditional method, and it's working out fantastic. That's awesome. So what you would say to people to be successful is to take the education, to get your team on board, uh, to be committed, and to get out of their way. And yeah, and I think, you know, just you kind of forced us to come up with a number when we were at your, you know, you said you got to just pick a number that you're going to do by the end of, you know, I, I think you said after six months or, um, but, and it doesn't have to be, I started with my husband, with a team member with, um, but just getting a few cases under your belt, you'll realize the process is not that complicated. Yeah. And, and it's so important to get those few cases under your belt within the first couple of months. Uh, because yeah. otherwise you lose momentum and that's awesome. Yeah. So, well, Christina, do you have any particular questions for me that I can answer for you on sleep or non-sleep stuff, practice stuff? Well, I mean, my struggle, I have this crazy successful practice, I think, um, you know, just by myself, but I feel like no matter what I do every month, I'm like, weird. Why am I still like clawing to like, I don't want to say I'm trying to keep my head above water because I'm not. We're successful. But I feel like I'm probably at the point where I need to bring in an associate. Ooh, but I'm terrified. Yeah, the associate question. I don't know if I, I, yeah, I just don't know. How do I know if it's right? Good question. I don't know. So I don't know how I've been thrust into these positions all the time because I'm, <laughs> I talk about associates so much. A lot of it because I failed a lot of times with associates but I've been committed to making it work. And um, here's what I would tell you. Uh, so let me ask you a couple of questions, Christina. Uh, are you placing yeah. dental implants? No. Okay. So uh, I know. Are, 
Uh, are you doing orthodontics? Are you doing any type of straight wire ortho, one. Invisalign? Invisalign, yeah. Okay. A, a decent Just number one. of cases? Yeah, a fair. I'm like, yeah. Okay. We start a couple cases a month, probably. Okay. So you know, you know how you can improve that business even more? Assign that what? as a assign that as a champion item as well. Yes. And have somebody yes. in charge of that, and um, uh, it, we, we'll you'll see that grow as well. Um, so I, I would tell you that. Listen, he, here's what I firmly believe. Okay, <clears throat> I believe you're reaching a stage in your practice where your growth is truly going to be limited uh, by you being yourself in your practice. And the reason I say that is because, and I'm not trying to be sexist here, is you're trying to balance uh, home life, kid life, practice life, professional life, and you're going to be tugged on by your kids to do more, more with them, just like I am, not because you're female, uh, just like I yeah. am. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that uh, is by having someone else in your practice. And the other thing that's going to happen to you is, is you're going to have procedures and things that you want to learn and implement into your practice, but you're gonna hit a wall of time of being able to put those procedures into place uh, because you just don't have the time to do it because you're busy doing regular everyday dentistry and those patients need to be seen and those patients are an important part of your practice, okay? Uh, and you can't give them up. So I'm never advocating giving up those patients. I'm just advocating you giving up those patients uh, directly and allowing another associate dentist to groom them uh, to, uh, to take those on. But a direct answer to your question. I believe, now this is me, I believe the number is anywhere between 800 and a million is when a practice should start uh, being serious about getting an associate. Uh, I believe when you hit the 1.2 mark, you're past time to get an associate. Uh, so th those are my benchmarks. 800 to a, a million, uh, you should really be uh, really searching and putting a plan into place uh, of how you're going to bring that into your practice. At 1.2, it's starting to hold you back uh, from achieving uh, your, your potential. Okay. I got to do it. Makes sense? Yeah. Here's yeah, other... it's scary. It is. It's scary. So a couple of other mean, things I would tell you to do. I would tell you to... Um, <clears throat> In the beginning, one of the biggest fears I have and everybody has is, uh, where's the money going to come from? How am I going to pay for it? Yeah. And uh, so what I would tell you is uh, uh, have a six to 12 month plan of bringing in an associate and start saving a little extra money, okay? Yeah. Uh, so that you can put it into an, let's call it an escrow fund or a, you know, a rainy day fund so that when you bring the associate yeah. in, that the pressure is released, that you've got a little extra to be able to support that person and also not put the pressure on that person coming in that uh, you know that they have to produce or they have to do these things. So you can really bring them in the right way uh, into your practice. Uh, you know, do that and then be unbelievably clear about what an associate looks like in your practice. Not what that person wants, but what you want and how that works with you, your team members, your patient base, and uh, and just and just go with it. You, you won't look back. It'll be tough, okay? There there are going to be ups and downs with it, but you won't you won't look back. All right. All right. Last thing, what would be your one advice that you would give our listeners to achieve success? If our listeners said, "Hey, I want to be just like Christina Palmer," 
What would, what would well, you say is the one thing that they need to do, uh, the most important thing to, to achieve success? 100%, you gotta have the right team on board, I think, in my opinion. And I don't well, know if that's one, a lot well, of that things, is, but. That's, but how do you, so what, what has been your success in getting the right team members? Oh, I don't know. I think a little bit of luck because I okay, had a lot of sure. girls that were, honestly, like I have girls that are still there that from when I bought the practice. Um, but I think you got to take the time to and the money to spend to invest in them, getting them trained um, to hear. Because I think as dentists, we think that we can come back from these classes and teach our team like what we heard. Oh, my God. You just know, like you have to take your team to where you want to. Like, they need to hear the same thing you're hearing, I think. Um, and it costs some money, but and they I need think to hear that from somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's so many times that I think, why don't they, I, why aren't they getting this? Well, they don't, you know, I've heard it ad nauseum when I go to courses, and I'm not, that is not what I do. I'm not as good at portraying that message. And like you said, yeah, I think it means more when it comes from somebody else. Um, so I think you got to be able to invest the time and the money to train your team um, to do and say the things that support what your vision of your practice is. Christina, how can people get in touch with you? Um, they can email me. I'm kpalmerdds at gmail.com. Or um, Facebook? That is Facebook, yes, Christina Kelly Palmer. That's the other cool thing about, I just have to say, taking your course. Um, you kind, And I think that's the case with as we take little niche courses throughout. Um, but it's fun to see people, you know, at other places throughout the country that I met when I took your course. You know, and I, you know, I see Erin. I feel like everywhere I go, I see Erin. Every course I met, I'm like, oh, there's Erin. Um, so it's fun. It's a nice little community and it, it's really approachable. And so, yeah. Thank you so much, Christina. I don't want to take any more of your time, uh, but, uh, you're on spring break and, uh, uh, say hello to your family for me. And, uh, we look forward to seeing you back and keep up all the success. Great. Thanks, Yvonne. And we'll hear everybody next week. And, uh, Thank you for tuning in this week, and uh, we look forward to uh, having you join us each and every week here at the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, 
Visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode. 